and it's a great question. What is an entrepreneur in residence? It kind of sounds like a made up job, doesn't it? Um, sounds it like a, is, sounds like a job I want, but I'm not, I don't, I don't know the details. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Um, so EIR is the abbreviation that most people use and they became very popular at venture capital funds, specifically at the seed stage. And what it typically means is that you are an entrepreneur who has already had one company that you have exited from and you are now exploring what your next big thing is. Um, venture capital funds will have EIRs come in and work within their ecosystem so that way they can invest in what their next company is. But it's becoming a growing trend for there to be EIRs of big companies like Kaplan. And the point of them within those larger company ecosystems is to have them think about new product lines in a way that they haven't done previously. And so an EIR normally has a little bit more flexibility, leeway, autonomy to kind of test and build in new spaces outside of the legacy businesses uh, of a company. So that's what I'm doing over at Kaplan. Great, so as a maybe a parallel, I, I, how similar is this to maybe the idea of a, of a fishbowl kind of situation you might have at, at Google, like a lot of tech firms bring in smaller company startups and say, you can work here, we set you up with all your resources. And then in the end, sometimes it's just a free space to work. Sometimes there's shared ownership of what they create. That obviously varies by company. Is what you're doing sort of a less tech-focused fishbowl sort of scenario? Or, or are you more directly working for, for Kaplan? Yeah, I would say I am working directly for Kaplan and definitely in a technical capacity since I'm working on tech products within the ecosystem. But what I would say is that I'm not integrated with the rest of the team. So I'm kind of on the side over here testing some new waters to use your fishbowl uh, analogy a little bit further there, seeing if there is legs in some new markets where they haven't historically had products. And then if the answer is yes, running some pilot products, getting some traction. And then from there, the company will assess at a larger level, do we want to be integrating into, you know, mainstream Kaplan products? For this position, is there, is this just an ongoing thing or is this, you have like a one year, a one year contract is the entrepreneur residence or like, is that ongoing? What, what's, how does that work? I think I would have told you one thing pre, um, you know, the state of the world that we're in now with all things related to pandemic and quarantine, um, which was the idea was obviously to get uh, a good idea and build it out within the first uh, year of being within the ecosystem. I can tell you that timeline got a lot uh, accelerated given the moment in time we're in right now in terms of this fall looks very uncertain from a higher ed perspective for the majority of graduating seniors who are right now trying to decide where am I going to college this fall? Um, and because of this growing gap year market that nobody foresee coming as a byproduct of the pandemic, I am now launching our first product this fall instead of a year from now. Okay, okay, so yeah, everybody suddenly has to sprint when we thought maybe we were gonna jog. Um, exactly. Now you, you, you mentioned that in most cases to become an EIR, you need to have prior experience with another startup. So yeah. professionally, what's, uh, we don't need a ton of detail, but what's your background? What did you do prior to working with Kaplan? So prior working with Kaplan, I was uh, the CEO and co-founder of a company called Clark. We are cloud-based business management software for the tutoring industry. And so built out that software company over four years time. We were acquired at the end of the summer. And that's when I joined Kaplan as an EIR. Um, but prior to starting my own software company, I had worked in education for a long time. Um, I had worked at always the intersection of technology and education. So prior to this, I was um, at an organization called Pencils 
of Promise, working on international education in the developing world. And before that, I worked in early childhood education at an organization called uh, Goods for Good. So always in education, always in ed tech, but most recently uh, an ed tech founder. Yeah. So when, when you first took the position of EIR with Kaplan, was the boost year something that you pitched initially? Like, was that your idea coming in or did you get the position and then sort of start looking at market research and decide what it was you wanted to work on? Like it's, it's a chicken and an egg question, which came first, your role or the program? Well, first came my role. With that said, I was pretty excited about um, things related to the future of work, how to get people ready for the future of work, and things of that nature. So I would just have always been thinking about what's the most linear path to get students from where they are now to their first job and to successfully have a higher ed experience. And so I think that what I've learned in this process is that you know there's many different ways to expose students to that. And that's research I've been doing for a long time. I think what's great about the opportunity as Kaplan is that it has unlocked for me the ability to look at you know 80 years worth of data of how students learn. And they've been preparing students for their jobs in uh, higher ed and their careers for a long time and supporting them and making those transitions for a long time. And so I think that data has been like very, very important to leverage in developing the Boost program. 